Blog Talk Radio.
and she needs healing. Um, being um, older in years, um, the pain's a lot worse when you um, slip or fall. And so, Father God, we ask for your Holy Spirit, by your word, Lord, to reach out to Rose where she is right now, Lord. Father, to completely and totally heal every bone, Lord. Heal her ribs, Father. Heal her head, Father. Every place where she was injured, Lord. Father, by your word, Lord, through your spirit, through your blood, Lord. Completely and totally heal her right now in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, we ask you to remove all the pain from her, Lord. Father, bring her complete and total comfort. Father, bring her complete and total calm and peace, Lord, in your name. Father, thank you, Jesus, Father. Just wrap her in the warmth of your embrace tonight. Amen. You know, we... um. We pray a lot on the show, and, um, you know, um, there's times we pray, and, you know, there's always times to pray. Um, Paul said to pray without ceasing, um, to be always um, vigilant, and this is me paraphrasing, um, which means to be always vigilant, always mindful of prayer, always in a um, spirit of prayer and intercession on the behalf of the world. The Bible says that we were um, made ambassadors to Christ, of Christ, as if ambassadors of reconciliation, as if the Lord Jesus Himself was pleading on through us on behalf of the world. And the Bible says that Jesus lives to make intercession for us, seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us, even now, after His death and after His resurrection, after He was exalted back to the place He had. Before time began, before the worlds were created, with the same glory that he had before he came to this earth, even now he still lives to make intercession for us, to make intercession for the people of this world, those who know him and those who don't, those who accept him and those who don't, those who believe and those who don't. You know, um, there's this movie I saw a very long time ago. And um, most of my close friends know um, that I've watched so many movies um, over the course of my life that there's all these quotes I see in movies that um, really depict life. And so I'll use them quite often. And um, one of my favorite quotes is from a movie called City of Angels. And um, it's um, Seth and Maggie, are, um, and Seth is this angel from the Lord. And. Um, Maggie's a doctor, and they're discussing a patient, and they start talking about um, God and eternal life. And Maggie, the doctor, said, I don't believe that. And Seth looked at her, and he said, you know, some things are true whether you believe them or not. And, you know, the Bible says the promises of God are yes and amen. Um one of the verses we use quite often on this show is where the Lord God said, I know the thoughts I have for you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. 
It says in Jeremiah 33.3, call upon me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things you know not of. It says in the New Testament, I has not seen. Listen to this. I has not seen nor even entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. Beyond comprehension, beyond imagination are the things of God. If you take your highest expectation, your highest concept, your greatest imagination of what God could possibly have in store for you, and it doesn't even come close to scraping the surface of what the Lord God really has for his people, for his children, for those who believe him. You know, it says in First um, John 5.14, well, let me back up, and I'll start at 5.11. It says, and this is a testimony, that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask <laughs> excuse me anything according to his will he hears us Now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us and if we know that he hears us whatever we ask we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him You know, sometimes our biggest problem is not the lack of the power of God. You know, he said, um, my arm is not too short to save. And regardless of what you're struggling with, and everyone knows in this life, it, there's a million things He's not too far away. He's not too far away. He's not not powerful enough. He's all powerful. He's always present. He's always there. Whether you see him or not, he's there. Whether you can feel him or not, he's there. Whether you can sense him with some spiritual um insight or discernment he's still there um, one of the lessons I learned had to learn early on and have always um, throughout my Christian life have um, had to deal with is that you know when I first became a Christian and received the gift of the Holy Spirit and it was constantly in his presence it was easy to discern the presence of the Lord it was easy to walk in a room and feel his presence there. I would be in church services, and 
people would be worshiping, and all of a sudden I would um, sense this fragrance of frankincense and myrrh, and I would know that he was there, that he showed up, even though his presence is always with us. Just having his this weighty Kabod presence show up, and it was so easy to sense it. And you can be in church services or places of great anointing and feel a greater measure of the Lord's presence. But here's the thing. Um, what happens when you leave church? What happens when you're in your car or... What happens when you're at home? What happens when you get in a fight with your kids or you get in a fight with your spouse? Or what happens when you're at work and it just sucks and your life at work is just not what you expected? You're not feeling, you're not seeming, or you don't think you're fulfilled enough or, you know, whatever it is. You're just, or what if you're just having a bad day? What if you're really sick, you're really tired, or who knows what, and... You may not always be in a position to feel the presence of God. You may look around and not see him, but it doesn't mean he's not there. Um, but you have to be able to trust and believe and be confident and continue to believe in the name of the Son of God, regardless of what your feelings tell you, because your feelings are deceptive. Um, our emotions swing up and down, left and right, so often. But he is unchanging, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Regardless of what your day is like today, what it was like yesterday, what it's going to be like tomorrow, the Lord does not change. He is the same. His promises are the same. His love for you, his compassion for you, his patience is the same. And you need to develop an ability to trust and believe in who he is despite what your circumstances tell you. Because, um, you know, it's circumstances are a funny thing because you could be rich or you could be poor but the Lord stays the same. And what I mean by that is um, there's some people in the world that we live in who are vastly wealthy beyond all comprehension or understanding, but have no peace. They have no joy They because they don't have a relationship with the living God, the one who gave us the breath of life, and they don't know him. And so, no matter how much wealth they accumulate and how many toys they buy themselves or how many different ways they throw money at their lives to fulfill themselves, they're still empty, never knowing why. But it's because they don't have a relationship with God. But then at the same time, you could find someone completely destitute with no money, living on the street with no food or shelter or anything, and they could be a complete peace, a complete peace because
because they have a relationship with the Lord. In you know, in those, and they understand that you know you're born into this world with nothing. You'll sooner or later you'll die and you'll leave this world, and you'll stand before the living God. And all the wealth and all the things we have in this life will mean nothing. All that will mean anything on that day is your relationship with him will be able will all that will matter is you being able to stand before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and to say that you know him, to say that you have believed in his name, to say that you have lived for him. And that's it. And that's what it comes down to. Um, and you know, there are probably a great many rich people out there who know the Lord and love the Lord. And then there are some poor people who probably don't. Um, you never know. But you have to believe him despite what everything tells you, despite what your life tells you, despite what goes on. Because if you don't, then you'll forget him. Um, whether the things are good or whether things are bad, you'll forget him. And <clears throat> excuse me, some people would think that it's easier to um, believe in the Lord when things are going wrong. Because, you know, people, when things are going wrong and someone needs prayer, they're injured or there's, they need a job or they need this or that, they always cry out to the Lord. And you would think that it's in those times that it's harder to believe and trust in him. But in reality, it's quite the opposite. At least in my own life, I found that when everything's going good, when you're blessed, um, when everything's wonderful, and it's not always, but, you know, there are those moments and seasons in your life where, you know, everything's just going good. And it's those times that you need to be especially vigilant to keep your eyes focused on the Lord, who is the source of all our joy. You know, the Bible says in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. It's not in the presence of a of a paycheck or a full stomach. It's in the presence of the Lord that there's fullness of joy. And you know, I guess what I'm getting at is relationship. Knowing him, to speak quite frankly with you all, um, to know he's there, to know that he cares for you, to know that he loves you, to know that, you know, knowing everything he has done, everything he is doing, everything he will do, and just to know that he's there, to know that he's listening. To know that he's on your side. You know, there's a lot of people out there who they don't believe that anybody's for them. But the Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us, how will he not through him freely give us all things? Um, we are, it says, we're more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. 
verse I said last night in First John, it says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us to call us children of God. Not servants, not hired help, not just friends, even though we're considered his friends. Not just people that he lets come into his presence off and on. But he declared us to be children. He declared us to be one of his own. He said, come sit at my table. Dine with me. Come into my house. You are welcome here. You're a member here. You're part of my family. Everything I have belongs to you. And that's the God that we serve. But before you can get to that place of understanding and walking in the revelation of his love for you and always having him in your mind, you have to be able to believe him and to believe his words to be true. To believe that when you read the Bible, that what it says is true, and that it's relevant, and that it applies to you, and that it's eternal, and that it's the Word of God. Um, you know, Abraham was one of those people who didn't always have the greatest days. He had some good days, he had some bad days, he had victories, and then he had days where he thought he was probably not going to make it till the end of the day. And, you know, in um, verse 15 of Genesis, it, let me just read this. It says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid. Abram, I am your shield. I am your exceedingly great reward you know before this he had already promised him he said come out and, he, and God had already promised that he would bless him as far as you can see this is all yours um, through your seed all the nations of the world will be blessed all the things the Lord had blessed him and shown him in his life but here's what he said I am your exceeding great reward. Even though I'm showering my love with you and I'm going to shower my blessings on you and I'm going to shower my provisions on you, don't forget that I am your exceeding great reward. It's about me, says the Lord. And that's what the Lord was trying to tell Abraham. In the end, it's all about me and you. And it says in verse 2, But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless? And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir. But one will be one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. And you know, Abraham wasn't a young man at this point. And the Lord took him outside and said, 
Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he, Abraham, believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. You know, the Lord said to him, Look up, count the number of stars out there, which Abraham couldn't. And he said, That's your descendants. Even though you don't have a child yet, even though the promise you haven't necessarily received yet, even though the things that you've been holding on to in your spirit, the dreams and the visions and the promises that you have been holding on to, even though you do not see the reality of them just yet, don't give up hope. Believe me, trust me, those will be your descendants, he said to Abraham. You know, the Lord wants you tonight to believe him again, to trust in him again for those things which he has already spoken to you. It said that he will complete the work he started until the day of Christ. I know the thoughts that I have towards you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. The Lord knows the plans and the purposes that he's put inside your heart. He knows the calling and the anointing and the gifts that he has placed on the inside of you. And he is going to see it through to the end. He's going to use you in ways that you have not been able to comprehend, things that you haven't even dreamed of yet. The Lord is wanting to use you, but you need to keep trusting him. Even if you've walked down the road and you've walked to the left or walked to the right, he's still there waiting. He's still there to walk you through to the end. And he's going to fulfill the word. You know, it says in Isaiah, he says, the words that come from my mouth will not return to me void, but they will accomplish that for which I sent them. That means that when the Lord spoke to your life, whether it was when you first became a Christian or whether it was five minutes ago, the Lord sent forth his word. And when he sent it forth, he created something, which is purpose. And when he opened up his mouth and spoke over, over your life, it was as good as done. If you're willing to believe it and accept it. The same, just like when the Lord saw the earth and it was without form and void, and you know the Lord said, "Let there be light." From the very beginning, and He created light. And in your own life, the Lord has spoken a word over you, possibly many words over your life. And regardless of whether you see those things happening. Believe him, trust him to fulfill his word in your life. It may not come today, it may not come tomorrow, but it's going to happen if you continue to trust him over the course of Abram's life. He kept waiting for the promise of God. 
kept waiting for the promise of God, trusting in the Lord. Sometimes trying to help God out, trying to make it easier for God. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't do anything for God or try to help at all. But Abraham was saying, okay, well, I can do this, and this will fulfill the promise that God has placed in my life. And God said, would say, no, Abraham, Abraham, that's not it. It's better than that. It's better than that. Are you listening tonight? It's better than that. I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. What he has for you is better than what you can imagine. The anointing he has upon your life, the mantle he has placed upon you is better than what you can imagine. The people that you're going to impact, the people that you'll touch, more than you can imagine. I wish I knew off the top of my head how many millions of people are in this world. Unfortunately, I don't. It's a lot. And, you know, it's not like the, like a couple hundred years ago where in order to talk to someone on the other side of the world, you'd have to, like, take a plane or do something or swim across the ocean, like Google Maps says. But nowadays, you don't even have to get on a plane. You can get on Facebook and reach people in every nation on the face of this planet on every continent, on every inch, you can reach people. You have more opportunity to make changes in this world, to be an influence in this world, to proclaim the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to those who need it, to pray for the sick, to raise the dead, than you could ever imagine. You have the ability to stand before the living God, being filled with the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit, to make intercession before the Father on behalf of people you've never met. Now, his word says that by his stripes we are healed. The word says that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you stand before him, whether you're in a group of people or in church or you're in your prayer closet or in your car, and you pray for someone who's sick to be healed, well, then the next logical step is to trust, number one, that he can do it, and number two, that he will. If you know someone who's not saved, Stand before him and ask for the Father to send people in their path. You know, Jesus said to pray to the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into his harvest. And then you believe that the Lord is going to do something, that the minute you prayed and asked him, you know, he said, this is the confidence we have in him. Whatever we ask in his name, if we know he hears us, we know we have the things which we ask. And believe that he's performing the work, that he's doing it, that he hears you. 
You know, it says in Hebrews, it says, those who come to him must first believe that he is. And they have to believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Abraham didn't always see the promise happening, but it was happening. The Lord had a whole blueprint and timeline laid out for Abraham's life. The Lord just waiting for the moments when he was going to shower blessings upon Abraham and the times when he was going to deliver him and heal him and show himself strong in Abraham's life. And you know, there's going to be battles that will come and there's going to be fights that you'll need to fight. But he's your shield. And he's your exceeding great reward. This is Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, please give us a call. We're going to take a quick break and... We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Um, we're going to go right back into worship just because I feel like worshiping him. You know, um, the day's going to come where every one of us will stand before him who is pierced, before him the Lamb of God, the only one who is worthy of glory, honor, and praise. And we will stand before him with the angels and the multitudes of heaven crying, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord. Holy, Holy, Holy is the name of Jesus. Majesty Worship His Majesty Unto Jesus be all glory, power, and Lord Jesus, we set aside the balance of this evening to focus upon your kingship and your lordship. Yes, Lord, we acknowledge you as the sacrifice, the great sacrificial lamb. We thank you, Lord God, for the blood that you shed for us. We thank you, O oh Lord God, for the great mercies and blessings that you, that you showered upon our lives. But tonight, Lord, we want to see you not as a lamb, but we want to worship you as that lion of Judah, the king above all kings. Thank you. Thank you for your presence. We bow before you. We acknowledge you. We honor you as king of kings and lord of lords.
majesty Worship His majesty
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. We're going to be joined um, in just a second by Chris. Um, So um, before that, um, I wanted to read this last night and um, ran out of time. You know, we were talking about... um, Believe in the Lord and <laughs> trusting Him to fulfill His word. And we mentioned how it says that we are ambassadors, ministers of reconciliation to this world. And as um, many times as people can say it, and as cheesy sometimes as it may sound to hear people say it over and over again, it's one of those things is true, whether you believe in them or not, is that when you go out into this world, you may be the only image of Jesus that people ever get. You may be the only person with the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ who walks into their life. And you can't discount how great an honor and a privilege and a responsibility that is to live your life godly, fully pleasing Him, 
always ready to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to this world. Because there's power in the name of Jesus. You know, it says in Isaiah 61, Jesus stood up and read this. Because it talks about him, but the Bible says that we are being changed into his image from glory to glory. Our character being transformed. Our nature being transformed. To be like him. To be Christ-like. And the same, you know, Jesus said, The things that I do you shall do greater, because I go to my Father. And he said, It's to your advantage I go to my Father, because if I don't go to my Father, then I can't send the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, into your life. You know, the Bible says that the disciples would go out preaching the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit would follow them, confirming the Word with signs and wonders. And what are signs and wonders? They're breakthrough miracles of the Lord into this earth with works that glorify His name. You know, the days of people getting healed and the blind being able to see and the deaf, the deaf being able to hear and the lame being able to walk and the dead being raised from the dead to have life again. Those days didn't end when Jesus went to heaven, but they more or less were beginning because the same anointing that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in you who have received the gift of the Holy Spirit to those who call upon his name, to those who believe in him, to those who trust his word, to those who are willing to stand upon his word despite the circumstances, despite how you feel, despite what you think, to just trust in the to trust the Lord, the Lord that if he said something, he's going to fulfill his word. It says the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me and anointed you to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me and you to heal the brokenhearted. Any of you know any brokenhearted out there? To proclaim liberty to the captives. You know anybody in captivity? To, in the opening of the prison to those who are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn to console those who mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they may be called trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified you know we're entering it we just started the year 2012, and you know some people think that if that you believe that um, Mayan calendar that this is the last of it. Well, it's not, but it wouldn't matter if it was because we know in whom we have believed, and while the years will keep coming. There are people out there who are fearful and afraid, 
people who suffer in torment and in bondage, who are slaves to this world, slaves of sin, slaves of whatever, who don't know that they have been bought with a price, who don't know the salvation and the freedom they have in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I remember hearing a preacher talk about the Ganges River, where men and women would travel to and bathe in this river because they thought that by doing so they could have atonement and forgiveness of their sins because no one ever told them that you don't have to do anything. You don't have to try to save yourself or to cleanse yourself because Jesus Christ died over 2,000 years ago and hung on a cross to save you and to set you free and to forgive you of your sins and it is a free gift to anybody out there who wants it. Today is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day for you to come and to put your trust in the Lord. Today is the day to let go of the things that hold you back and the chains that bind you and to come to the Lord. Today is the day to take up a spirit of boldness for the Lord and proclaim that he is the Lord, to proclaim the name of Jesus in the workplace and in your cities and to your children, to become who the Lord has made you to be. This is Prayer International Radio, our call-in number, 619-638-8458. We're going to take one more break, and we'll be right back. Shout. 
praise God, we're back. Welcome to another edition of Prayer International Radio. Just taking a small break, and we are just so blessed to have Sean Holmberg back in the studio for the last couple of days. And I uh, just want to let you know, same call in number, 619-638-8458. You can always check out the website where we've got some new stuff going up, www.prayerinternational.org. We've got the daily devotionals going up on uh, blogger.com. And so we're just blessed to have you be a part of our family. And we just want to lift up some prayer right now. And again, we want to welcome in the new year. Just want to wish you a happy new year from Prayer International. And we are going to pray in our new year. Praise God. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. Lord, we thank you, Father, that you're good. And Lord, you are a good God and you've got a plan to prosper us, a plan to bless us, a plan to give us a hope and a future, Lord. And we thank you, Father, that, Lord God, that you are leading us, Father, into our new year. Father, we declare that this new year will be spirit-filled, that this new year will be spirit-led. And, Father God, we ask, Lord God, Holy Spirit, give us ears to hear, that we would obey your will, that we would do your will, this year, Father God, and do what pleases you. Father, we pray for every man and every woman that's listening tonight. Lord, that you would touch them by the power of your spirit. Father, we pray that the peace of God would rule their hearts by Christ Jesus. But Father, Lord, you would take away the anxieties, the fears, the cares, the worries of the world, Father, and that, Lord, that the peace of God and the presence of the Lord would surround them. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you are for us. You're not against us. And Lord, you're a good God. You give good gifts to your children. And Father, right now we thank you, Lord God, that you are touching by your Holy Spirit. Father, those that need healing, Father, right now we lift up rose to you, Lord God. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that your healing power is going forth right now. We speak to those bones in our body. We speak, Lord God, to that hip. We speak, Lord God, to her body right now, Father, and we just declare that you are a healer, Lord, that the power of your blood is speaking for Rose tonight. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you will reverse every negative ill effect in her body, strengthen her bones, strengthen her, Father God, just give her the ability to uh, get around easily. And Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you are healing her right now from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord. And we just speak a blessing over Rose, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for what you're doing tonight, Father, for every person. And if you're sick in your body, wherever you're sick, listen, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is a healer. Jesus is a healer. It doesn't matter what the doctor says. Because, see, God has a report. It doesn't matter the negative confession or the negative uh, circumstances, because, see, God can turn things around. He is the God of the impossible. And so right now, wherever you're sick in your body, listen. The Bible says that two or more agree and touch anything that will be done according to the will of God. So if you're sick in your body, listen. Just put your hand over the place where it hurts. And we're going to ask the Lord to heal you, to begin to work a healing process in your body. You may get an instant miracle. It may just start a process, 
But nevertheless, proven facts that people heal twice as quick when given to prayer. So we're going to pray. Father, we just thank you right now, Lord. Father God, Holy Spirit, touch every person in their body right now. Father, we just declare right now by the stripes of Jesus Christ. And right now, wherever you're at, I just declare by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. By the stripes of Jesus. It's not by my power. It's not by my might. It's by the Spirit of the Lord. It's by the Spirit of the Lord. See, the word of the Lord goes forth and heals. The Bible says that the word of the Lord brings health to your bones. The word of the Lord is strength to your bones. So the word of the Lord is healing to your flesh. And so I declare to you today, in agreement with the word of God, that by the stripes of Jesus Christ, you are healed. By the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. Father, we thank you, Lord God, not only for physical healings tonight, but we thank you right now we speak to minds. And if you've been tormented in your mind, maybe you have been given a negative report and they've told you you have a mental condition, maybe you uh, have anxiety, maybe you have fears or insecurities or, or just you just have trouble just seeing yourself in a positive way. Listen, right now I just speak to your mind and I declare right now every thought is cast down and I tell you, take every thought captive to the obedience to the knowledge of the word of God and just begin to think on whatsoever things are lovely and pure and of good report. The Bible says think on these things. So I tell you right now that you have the mind of Christ and all things are passed away. And all things will become new. And that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind tonight. That you would be made whole. That there would be no more tormentors holding your mind. That there would be no more fears. No more torments. No more anxieties. In Jesus' name, I declare that the perfect love of God cast out all fear. God has not given you a spirit of fear. But he's given you power. He's given you love. And he's given you a sound Mind, a sound mind. So I speak to your mind right now, and I tell you, peace, be still. Be still and know that he is God. Be still and know that he is God. Because see, if you know him, you'll be strong. And if you know him, He'll enable you to do great and mighty things, great and mighty exploits. We're going to go into a time of worship now, and I want you to allow the Holy Spirit, allow the presence of the living God. See, more can happen in in a minute or two in the presence of God than all the preaching, all the teaching, all the religious people. You need not my mind, not my power, but you need the Spirit of the Lord. You don't need man's wisdom, but you need the Word of God. So we're going to go into a time of worship. 
Allow the Spirit of God to breathe over you. Allow the Spirit of God to breathe on you.
See, if you're still dwelling on the past, it's not your past. If you continue to think about it, it becomes your reality. If if you don't leave it in your past, it's not your past. So just leave it in your past. Leave it behind and go forward. See, we have a new year. We're we're coming into 2012. Here we are, the second of January, 2012. It's time to press forward. It's time to press toward the the mark of the high calling of God. Yes, this last year, into the circumstances and trials, some for some of its tragedies and really hard situations. Nevertheless, we have an inheritance. We have a mark. We have a high calling in God for those of us that are in Christ Jesus. And if you're in the body of Christ, if you're a son or daughter of the Most High God, you have an inheritance. You have a calling. There's a prize for you. It's called Christ Jesus. It's called the plan of God. And this is the time for us to press on. To go forward. Forget those things that are behind. Sometimes it's a hard lesson to learn. You know, think about some of the Bible heroes we had in the past. If they would have stayed on their path. Like Moses killed an Egyptian man. And here God used him to lead the children of Israel through the desert. What if he would have stayed on his path and dwelled on the fact that he had killed an Egyptian man? Maybe he never would have rose up to the place of leadership. Here, David, and of course, we always like to use this one, that this man was an adulterer and a murderer. Yes, he repented. See, the Lord, and the Lord raised him up to be a, a mighty king, a mighty warrior. But he didn't dwell, he didn't stay in his past. He didn't stay on his shortcomings. Look at Peter. He denied Christ. Yet this man was the the first one to preach the sermon that brought 3,000 people into the kingdom the first day. Cussing fisherman Peter. Think about it. Here's this rough fisherman, sailor, crude. You know, these guys were drinkers of wine. They hung out with tax collectors and prostitutes. Think about the lifestyle that these guys lived prior to Christ coming into their lives. God selected and selected some of the worst of the worst, the ones that the church would have cast out, the ones that the Pharisees and Sadducees despised and scorned, were the very ones that Christ came for, were the very ones that Christ hand-selected to birth the New Testament church and to model uh, an example for us. And here even... After he goes, he picks out Paul, a murderer of Christians. 
Testament from prison. And you, in the eyes of most of us, if we were going to judge him by morality standards and, and religious standards, we would say, no, this convict is not fit for the things of God. But see, you didn't dwell. Paul didn't dwell in his past. He said, this is the one thing I do. I forget. God is calling you. God's calling us to forget. To throw those things. See, he throws those things in the sea of forgetfulness. And God's calling us to lay aside every weight, every sin, everything of the past, the circumstances, the words, the sins, the weights, those things that hold us down. Lay them aside so we can run the race. See, even the weights and sins easily beset us. But we have to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. See, God not only starts it, but he finishes it. And if we'll allow God to finish what he starts in our lives, if we'll surrender to God and say, Father, finish what you started. Father, let us not dwell in our past. Let us not stay there. Let us go forward. Let us rise up again. So you begin to ask God for forgiveness in your life, for dwelling in the past and not being able to trust God enough that he can turn things around. Is he big enough? Is God big enough in your life to turn things around? It's a rhetorical question. Because, see, God is big enough. If you'll believe, you'll believe his report. If you'll believe his word. If you'll believe that he has the defining word over your life, and he has the last say, and he declares his word over your life, and not what the devil has declared, and not what your enemies have declared, and not what your negativity has declared, or your fear has declared, because, see, God hasn't given you, if you're a child of the Most High God, you don't have to operate in fear. You don't have to operate in intimidation. You don't have to let the fear of your past dictate your future. God doesn't. But see, we're coming into a new year. And this new year, forget what happened last year. Forget who hurt you last year. Forget who cursed you last year. Forget who talked bad bad about you last year. Forget who did you wrong last year. Give it to the Lord. Trust the Lord with this year. Trust the Lord to help you go into your new year free. And maybe you'll have to forgive yourself. Maybe you'll have to seek God for forgiveness. Maybe you'll have to forgive and release others going into this new year. But you don't allow the bitterness. You don't allow the pain of your past. You don't allow the circumstances to dictate your future. You've got to just forget it. And I hear God saying that through the 
writings of Paul. Philippians 3.13, forget those things which are behind. And let's press on. Press on towards the high calling of God. Go forward in the things of God. You see, the devil wants nothing more than to detour or derail or delay your assignment. He wants nothing more to stop the word of God from coming forth and coming through your mouth and coming through your life and the spirit of God to manifest in your relationships and in your business dealings and in your future and in your health and in your finances and in your marriage and with your children. See, the enemy doesn't want the Holy Spirit and the word of
All right, praise God. Well, we're just uh, sorry about that. Uh, technical difficulties. Sometimes our our phones or Skype or our switchboard drops, and so I went ahead and broke to a song. But what I was saying was this: now the enemy will do anything he can to derail you. See, he does not want you to have the peace of God or the word of God in your marriage, or with your children, or with your business, with your future, with your finances. So he'll do everything he can to distract. And try to rob you of that word. See, Jesus said like this, the cares of the world choke out the word of God within them. And see, it's like this. A farmer can sow seed. And sometimes that seed goes deep into the soil. And it gets nurtured and nourished and watered properly. And the atmosphere around it is proper so it develops properly and it produces a proper harvest. Sometimes that farmer can sow the same seed and then not go into the ground properly or not get nurtured properly or maybe it doesn't get watered properly or it doesn't have the right atmosphere and conditions. And that seed remains dormant or it pops prematurely or it starts a harvest. But because it's not in the right condition, the harvest is aborted, the harvest is corrupted, or maybe a pest, or a bad condition, or a fungus, because the harvest wasn't cared for properly, therefore, there's no harvest, because there's no crop, or the crop gets damaged. Why am I saying that? Depending on how you allow the seed of the Word of God to take root in your life, depending on how you nurture the things of God, depending on how you nurture the crop in your life, the purposes and the plan of God for your life, is going to determine the outcome of your harvest. It's very important. I'm not just talking about financial seed, although that's important too. But I'm talking about allowing the seed of the Word of God. And when you sow the seed of your life, you sow the seed of your words, you sow the seed of your labor or your your livelihood into something. And you do it according to the Word of the Lord. You do it in the move and in the timing of the state of the Lord. Why? Because you want the blessing of God on it. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he has no sorrow to it. You want the blessing of the Lord on everything that you do. But the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. So it's important to ask the Lord. Father, whatever I speak, whatever I think, whatever I do, whatever I put my hand to, let it be pleasing to you, let it prosper. Let it not be idle. Very important. All right. 
Praise God. Well, again, just want to remind you, this is Prayer International Radio. Check out our website, www.prayerinternational.org. Also, you can check us out on Ustream, YouTube, blogger.com. We've got a daily devotional attached to our website. Also, you can find us on Blog Talk Radio. We go usually from 10 to midnight, five, sometimes seven days a week. And we'll be a little more consistent with that. We will try to post schedules. And as things change, we will keep you posted and let you know what's going on. So, again, just want to thank you. If you need to call in, our call in number is 619-638-8458. And, again, Sean will be back, I believe, tomorrow night. And I will be back as well. Just want to thank you again for listening. Just want to say a prayer over you. Listen, Philippians, forget those things that you're behind. Let's not hang on to our past going into our future. Let's not hang on to the negativity and the discouragement, disappointments of 2011 going into our 2012. Let's trust the Lord that this year is going to be different. This is going to be a year of answered prayer. This is going to be a year of fulfilled dreams. This is going to be a year where things that were delayed and hope was deferred will not be deferred any longer. This is going to be a year of open doors, open gates, where opportunities and the things of God and the order of God come into play. So trust the Lord with what's going on. Trust the Lord with the good, the bad, and the ugly of your life. And trust that all things work together for those that are called to God in the court and are according to his purposes. Listen, if you love God and you're called according to his purposes, everything will work out. God will work it out. God will work it out if you trust him. We need none of your own understanding, but if you acknowledge it, he's going to direct your path. He's going to direct your path. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just ask, Father, your will be done in your kingdom come, Father, that you would help us to lay aside our past and press into our future. Lord, we thank you for this 2012. Coming into this 2012, that you are going to give us ears to hear and eyes to see, and you are going to anoint and prosper us that everyone that's listening tonight would be in good health, that they would have a prosperous new year. Father God, get them into the middle of your plan. Confirm it in their hearts. Help them get established in the faith. Root them in love. Strengthen them. Motivate them. Build their character. Let the fruit of the Spirit manifest in their lives. And let the giftings and talents of God be discovered. Father, I just ask your blessing upon every person tonight. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for Christ Jesus. We just thank you, Lord God. Praise you, Father.
Thank you.